1: Adjacent.
2: You're listening to the Sports Adjacent.
1: Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent.
2: With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network.
1: We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent.
0: I think because I'm not as active on social media as you, I don't hear as much about the podcast as you do. But I've started to hear it from Family and close friends about different things. And uh, our podcast? Yes. How are those conversations going? Well, there's two that come to mind. One was uh, a family friend who didn't know about the podcast. Uh, My wife was telling him about it. And he's like, Yeah, she's like, Yeah, he's doing it with his friends, uh, Russ and Tony. And this family friend immediately goes, Tony Gill? I was like, how, how, does he, how does he know Tony? I guess he's a big fan of Lawrence's show. So he knows Tony from that. And then, you, Russ, yeah, I see you don't like that one because it's not about you. I didn't, but, I didn't say anything. Don't worry. I didn't even say anything. No, uh, my, my cousin, Eddie, is like about your age. And he has been listening to it. My uncle's been listening to it. I saw them yesterday. And um, Eddie is like, you know. Uh, it's, it's a cool podcast because, you know, I know Jason and that was like it, that was all he said about me. And then he's like, (laughs) and Russ is like this really cool dude. Who's like my age and, you know, into all the same stuff I am. That's funny. He says that he understands everything you say on here that I don't. Well, I think all, all the lingo and everything, like every single time that I have to ask you what something means, he like my cousin face palms himself because he, he knows what it means because he's young and single like you. We got to get you to hang around like uh, younger people. The problem is I hang around two younger people. <laughs> Very younger people in my yeah, own house. Yeah, I guess. The, the, of upside of the upside, upside, upside. is the, the good part of that is that uh, I think them and you watched the same kinds of shows and movies. Gross. So by, by watching stuff with my kids, I, I kind of have at least a pulse on. It's so funny when you talk to somebody like your age and they'll talk about a great movie and you'll be. <laughs> You'll be thinking it's going to be like Les Miserables or No Country for Old Men. And they're like, yeah, it was uh, it was Alvin and the Chipmunks three. Chipwrecked. Really made me think about my life. You
1: super disrespectful this morning.
0: Uh, <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks or you?
1: You're being disrespectful about what you think my favorite movies are. Like I'm, I'm, I'm
0: just sorry. Like, is it I mean, Alvin and the chipmunks too? Yeah, oh, that, Chip?
1: yeah. That's not, that's not what I watched.
0: SpongeBob movie. I think SpongeBob is the biggest one to me where I feel the the disconnect because there's it's, I think of that as a show that came out when I was already too old for it and that my younger brothers watched. And now they're like NFL players. will talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like 29 year olds. will talk about, you know, how into SpongeBob they still are, that they still watch it almost as like comfort food.
1: Yeah, you should. Um, We got to get you out of the, the old folks home every once in a while and
0: like get you out in the society. I bet you, like, man, if I listed off movies that my kids love, you'd sit there and you'd be like, yeah, we've talked I, about. I love Lego movies movie. Your you're right. Like, I, you're me. right. I love Lego movie. You're right. I love Monsters. U. You're you no. right. I love Lion King still.
1: <sighs> Jason, you, you have to realize I'm closer to your kids age than I am to your age. That's some bad math there. No, think about it. You're twenty. I mean, I'm twenty six. You're thirty seven, seven. But no, think about it. Like I could be your kid's brother.
0: No, that's not possible. <laughs> you're, you're, yes, it you're, is. There you're are smart. There are people, there you're very. Have, you're very smart. I've never known whether people, you're good there at there math. There are people. There are people. This is rough have, math for you, man. There are people who have I'd, siblings. With a, not... a way bigger age gap than I have with Anna and Grace, you've got me as like an 11 year old having a kid. That's not possible, buddy.
1: Listen, man, I talk about who hit home runs for you're struggling today, you're struggling <laughs> at least <laughs> with the math. But I, but I am not wrong on there are people who have way bigger age gaps than I have with Anna and Grace as siblings.
0: That would yes. be 17. I mean, there are, it's possible. It's I know,
1: the... I know like a ton of people who have are like might be in their 40s and have siblings like in their late teens early 20s like that's not an
0: uncommon thing what's the biggest age you're the oldest in your family tony right mm-hmm. what who's the youngest your sister yeah my sister and what's the age difference it's like five years six okay, years. so that's like barely anything really that's not much at all i'm just telling you man all of this to say that you like
1: to joke about the movies I like because we talked about Incredibles and National Treasure. There we
0: go. Incredibles.
1: Perfect. Yeah. But I was in like fourth grade when Incredibles came out.
2: Incredibles is fire.
1: That's what I'm saying. So like I, I he'd be trying to get his funny shit off, but they're good movies. I don't know what to say.
0: They, they are the movies my children watch. My kids just got into Incredibles and Incredibles 2. Those movies were like 15 years apart, by the way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Why did it take so long to get an Incredibles two together? You should ask the director. There's not time. even really any famous people in it. You need time to. There are a lot of famous people in the What? <laughs> not, not hugely famous. Not Samuel hugely. L. Jackson is frozen. Oh, well, you're right. He's in it. But like the main people, the Incredibles are Craig T. Nelson. And I can't remember who plays the wife, but it's not any huge stars that you would think would be tough to get. Listen,
1: man, I don't know. I, I think everybody was upset. Every, who was upset? The the people who loved the first Incredibles. So, so oh, a ton that the second one never came? Yeah, until so late. But even then, I remember going to the movies for Incredibles 2, all people my age. like We were stiff-arming little kids, like, get the hell out of here. We've waited 15 <laughs> years for this movie to come out, so we get the good seeds.
0: The best kids movie I saw in as an adult that I really liked and appreciated was Inside Out. I thought that was a really smart movie. movie. I feel like that is almost not a kid's movie. Like, that would be over kids' heads.
1: It's a solid... I think that's for, like, kids who are just hitting puberty. That was, like, the movie for them. Because it's, like, you have all these emotions that you can't explain. And, like, you're yelling at people, then you're mad, then you're happy, then you're sad, now you're crying, and all this other stuff. It was a really, really good movie.
0: Are you guys going to have me watch National Treasure 2? I would, I mean... Why haven't you if watched you it? You
1: don't want to. I'm not gonna twist your arm, dude. <laughs>
0: what was that? What was that, Tony? Why haven't you watched it already? You thought I would just be so uh, inspired and all the momentum of the first movie would carry me into the second one? What's he steal in the second one? The Magna Carta, the Mona Lisa. No. What's he take?
1: You'd have to watch to, to watch actually it. find out.
0: George Washington's wooden teeth.
1: All right, man. You don't have to stop
2: disrespecting national treasure. Right,
1: I'm just sitting in silence because I'm
0: not going to keep, let you keep disrespecting national. No. I fell asleep during he the first out, one.
2: He, Wait, what?
0: Yeah, I uh, I sat down to watch that the night before we recorded, and I felt I started getting too drowsy to pay attention and kind of fell asleep about 45 minutes into it, and then had to watch the rest of it the next morning, so we could cover it on the podcast.
2: Jason, do you know like- what going
0: do you know what going 30 means? No, what does that mean?
2: Uh in elementary school, I guess to rank toughness, uh, we would do this thing called uh going 30, where you just 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 scrap it out for about 30 seconds with the person you don't like. That way it doesn't lead to any other excess drama or anything else after that. You shake hands and you and you leave right after that. Um, you disrespecting national treasure the way you are is considering me having you to go 30. That's yeah. like
0: uh, that's that's I, a very formal. That's very that's like how they used to have duels back in Alexander Hamilton's day. Yeah. Who is Someone got a stopwatch and a whistle for that or. Yeah. Somebody you will count. So Just 30, 30. seconds. No holds seconds. barred. Like whatever yeah, no, happens, no, happens. No face punches
2: because you can't. Oh, no you face. OK. All
0: right. Uh, you know, involved. So bring a bag of soap or yeah, one thing bag
2: of nickels is, or something. Uh, you know, you, you never talk about going thirty. Um, you just do it. Um, that's <laughs> the number one rule of going thirty. So yeah, and then you just scrap it out, and whoever wins wins, whoever loses loses. You just take. Nobody embarrasses you if you lose, because it's it's
0: it's uh it's tough just to be going in there. So it's like the octagon, Russ. Are you familiar with? Is that a uh, is that like a common phrase or common practice?
1: I think that phrase is, is specific to Tony's school, okay. but for for like I would just say like yo, you want to take it outside one time, and that would be the equivalent
0: of what Tony just said. I kind of like his though because his sounds less personal. His sounds like you get it all out and you can be friends with that person five minutes later and move on with your lives. I mean, it's so okay, mine, but I it's less it's less formal than his. It's like yo, take it outside
1: one time, we fight,
0: and now we come back in. What so. happens if uh, what happens if things break bad during going 30, Tony? Like mm-hmm. if somebody does like, you know, get their nose punched or something like that.
2: Oddly enough, that rarely ever happened. There was uh, a little okay. bit of uh, was, was it the amongst, <laughs> uh The rival rousers for some odd reason, they all respected the rules of going 30. Um, it's not like you know all of them respected the rules of the school in general, but with this specific thing, <laughs> you
0: know, everybody respected. There's a code. There's honor in going 30.
1: Yo, I've never heard of a school letting kids fight, though. That is the... the I mean, they didn't let kids fight. Oh, I don't think this was
0: part of uh, yeah. study hall or gym class, Russ. Yeah,
2: no, no. You get real strategic. You you know, maybe three kids have to go to the bathroom. One oh, the kids set
0: this
1: up.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> You, know,
0: you, got, fighting. you got teachers doing fight club in the bathroom like ew all right <laughs> yeah you, you've got like an english teacher being like all right kids listen this is gone here's what we need to do like you, tony you flip, jeffrey you're going 30. you flip like, the all right, blackboard right, Peterson.
1: over like you have math equations on one side you flip the blackboard over and they got matchups <laughs> <laughs> tony's fighting this week <laughs> Okay, I like I, I the way it, it sounded so formal. I'm like, there's no in hell.
0: Kids well, set this it's up. Very organized. It sounds yeah. like a sport.
2: Never heard going of 30 him, could
0: but... be an Olympic sport.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just 30, just 30 seconds. That's it. That's all you get. And uh, usually uh... the the judge determines you know who ends up winning it, and you just got to
1: accept the results. Okay, so children run this event. <laughs> all right. Yeah, <laughs> but they really run it well. Weird. It sounds like it sounds yeah, like I they run it extremely like this be, well. Just run it better than UFC.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is there, is there ever a case of somebody, uh, it starts, you know, really going badly for someone and they duck out and they run away like 20 seconds in or something like that? No. And is there a consequence no, for that or see, how does that, seconds, how is that handled? 30 seconds
2: seems so short. You know, um, you see, obviously, it's not but,
0: if you're getting pounded, it's not yeah, if you're yeah, the one taking all the
2: punches, it's not short. Yeah, there's, but there's no face punches. So it's like, there's very little evidence of, of this, unless like, you know, you got a ruffled shirt or a ripped shirt here and there. Um, but usually people respected you if you accepted the challenge anyway. So nobody, you know, downed
0: you if for losing. The first time I remember getting in a fight and Russ asked me about this a couple of weeks ago and I, I couldn't remember it. And it came to me later, was probably like fourth grade, I think. And I knew so little about how to fight that I did what I'd seen in hockey. And I started trying to pull the back of the kid's shirt up over his head. It was not a good fight.
1: Now, I, was, I was assuming that that was what was going to follow.
0: But if one guy has his shirt pulled over his head and he's taking all the punches, then I, I think that would mean that I won. But anyway,
1: I'm, I'm, the funny part about you saying is so after we talked about that on the show a couple of weeks ago my mom called me and she was like, you know, you, you, you left out a, a key part of that story. Oh, was like what I did. I don't think I did. She was just like, yeah, you told the story. Oh yeah. You beat, yeah. The kid the, was disrespecting you. You beat him up, but like, you didn't tell everybody, like you got suspended. <laughs> so yeah,
0: I caught, uh, I think it was, I was spending for three days. Was she upset? Cause you were glorifying it to the children without Discussing any of the consequences? No, I think she was fine with me talking about it as long as I talked about the consequences too. So yeah, for everybody out there, I I won the fight, but I also got to spend it. I would like to have your mom on the podcast to give just little annotations and footnotes to your stories, maybe corrections in some cases.
1: <laughs> Listen, if there's one thing I'm gonna do on this podcast, I'm gonna give it up. I'm gonna tell you what happened. Like <laughs> I'm gonna make them funny, but like I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened. Yeah, but maybe we'll have mom on the pod. I love that idea. Let's start the show. Welcome to another week of this lovely thing we called Sports Adjacent, the Sports Adjacent Podcast. I'm Russell Dorsey with, as always, Jason Leisure, who look, appears to have
0: changed locations in his house. Changing it up, man. I got a comfortable chair here, got some better lighting, Trying to trying to jolt myself into action here.
1: Yeah, it looked like before, some nights, it looked like you were – held hostage in a basement and you or were holding someone room.
0: hostage either way. Yeah. And it looked like it was a place where there was hostages involved. Definitely.
1: Yeah. One of those police and money videos. <laughs> like you're yes. you are recording one of those. Yeah. Holding up today's newspaper. Right. Right. Yeah. And we also have Tony Gill on the board as always. Uh, the president and CEO of his school's fight club. <laughs> as we recently found out, that's a really funny story, by the way. I, like, I love this. the concept. I love that concept of going 30. The better concept of kids running this perfect operation. Yes. Nobody gets yeah. hurt, everybody knows the rules, and it's taken care of. And then everybody's cool afterwards.
0: I think that's awesome. I want to know how did no I, I, I don't want to stay on this forever, although maybe I do. Maybe we could do the entire show on this. On fighting. How, how, yeah, on this fighting, I, I this is <laughs> incredible to me. I'm impressed.
1: with this in schools all around the country. <laughs> I, yeah, this could be this a is, new. Yo, this yo, this stops bullying.
0: Does yeah. it? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't. I, I I like the concept though, and I like that this was thought of, you know, for the kids by the kids. Have you have you seen uh, the uh, the wire? I know the correct answer to that is yes, but no, I'm not. I'd rather you not lie. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, uh, there's this uh, one part of the story where Officer Bunny uh, uh, basically set up a drug dealer's paradise on one block where he funneled all okay. crime, drug crime to one block and the city was better for it. This is essentially what that was, where you got this little area for to let out frustrations and violence across the board went down.
0: And uh, I was about to ask how they came about the rule of nobody hitting anybody in the face. How did that I mean, did that pass unanimously or was that debated in the in the, uh, the parliament of you and your friends or what? No, that was that was universally accepted. Uh, that was just quick. And he, like like when they fought an anchorman, it's like obviously no punches to the face. That's how they make their money. Right. Right. I would
1: assume because kids are smarter than people give them credit for They're like, all right, if somebody gets punched in the face. A teacher's gonna know that somebody's been fighting. So
0: good call about the kids. Russ, do you ever worry about uh, hurting your fingers while fighting? No, just in general, because that's how you make your money for the most uh, part. Like, like if you broke a finger, that'd be pretty hard to write articles. Yeah, that, w- that wouldn't be good. You know what I mean, I've, I've actually, if you're reaching in trying to fix something in the lawnmower, like you, a finger accident would be a big problem for you or me. Yeah, let's, let's. No, that would be terrible.
1: Um, I, I don't think about it cause I don't necessarily do activities where I can hurt them. I do play basketball. So sometimes you get that jam finger that sucks. Yeah. Um, somebody runs into your hand, you break a finger. i sometimes I think about that, but for the most part, it's rare. Like the the worst thing is you get that ball that comes off the rim really fast. Tony knows what I'm talking about. And it's like, it shoots off and it hits you right directly going into the finger and it jams up that way and that hurts but other than that i'm not really concerned like i'm not out here playing football where i'm gonna break my hand or i'm not fighting or anything like that oh i do have one thing so during the off season i was yeah. boxing as cardio really yeah did you like it no it was really good to get out some you nice. do get out aggression and like like it's a like I burn two thousand calories in that. You
0: box it. You're hitting. Uh, you're like punching a bag, or you got like yeah. sparring partner.
1: Punching a bag. Okay. Doing drills and stuff,
0: and uh, it's great. You're learning right. the technical side of boxing and fundamentals and things like that too. Or it's yeah, just so I, letting out all the energy.
1: No, like going looking for drills, like learning how you know learning how to punch correctly and all that stuff. Nice. So it was it was great, but I did notice like my knuckles. Yeah. After I was done, we're starting to like get bruised up and I'd have them wrapped and everything, but it was just like, you know, I might have to cut back on how much I actually do this for that reason that we talked about. And that's one of those where like punching a bag, like it does
0: affect your hands and your fingers. So I have thought about that. I'd always get these little cuts, like in the grooves of my fingertips from playing basketball from dribbling. And then that hurts to try to like type through that dribbling with nails sometimes you play outside, man. Sometimes you play with like a, if, you, if you're playing outside with a more textured ball, that'll never happen to you. I've never had it where I got cuts on my hands. That's, it's not even like cuts. It's like, well, you didn't, you didn't, you know, go as hard as I did, obviously, Russ. Uh, <laughs> it's not like cuts. It's more like little splits, like in your finger, in your fingertips. Jesus. You don't have Tony, any idea what I'm talking about? No, I know Tony's played much more
1: basketball than both of
0: us. And I know he don't, he's looking like he don't know what you're talking about. Tony yeah, probably dribbled those fingertips into calluses at like age three. Tony played basketball his entire life.
2: Uh, no, I don't. That is an odd story. Like I've I played a lot See? of basketball. I've never really?
1: had. Wow. Cuts on my hands. See Jason out here, like trying to get a contract.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The- I'm like Ted Williams out there swinging a baseball bat until I get blisters on my hands, you know? Yeah. This, this man, sorry Jason. for, sorry for wanting it so badly, Russ. This I, I liked earlier high. how you talked you talked about catching a, a sharp rebound off the rim, and you're like, Tony knows what I'm talking about. So, so I've never gotten a rebound in my life, by the way. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. True. Um, I did not make it very far in basketball, but I I did love basketball and play basketball. You you told
1: the story on this podcast of your basketball career's highlight where you that scored buzzer a, beater. You made a three to make it a 30-point yeah. game. Still a buzzer beater. <laughs> Dude, this show is sponsored by obvious shirts <laughs> for now <laughs> for now. Yeah. Um, great company. Great people. Obvious shirts, uh, an awesome company. Sports adjacent merch pre-orders go online, get them. obviousshirts.com You can use promo code adjacent 10 to get 10% off your next purchase.
0: I was Look, looking, I was looking at their website, Russ. This is kind of random that I found this, but they do shirts for a lot of the Chicago pro sports teams mm-hmm. but they also do them for the Myrtle Beach Pelicans minor league baseball have you seen these shirts it's the cubs uh high 18 uh, All right. I didn't know it was cubs related there we go that makes sense i just think they're kind of cool shirts they're they're light blue with uh like a golden yellow print and they say some funny thing like they're really good these would no. be really good t-shirts for summer if you want to go on there and get 10% off on one of these
1: joe is constantly on the phone so He's a he's a busy man, but good dude, makes things happen, and he's out here getting this money. So shout should out get to get him me. on
0: here and pitch him ideas. <laughs> pitch Joe's shirt idea. He would actually love that, to be honest. He is he is he in any way out of touch like I am, where we could pitch him ideas that he wouldn't realize are terrible ideas? No, Joe's way cooler than you are. Okay. You know what I had yesterday? I told you I was with my uh, uncle and cousin and my aunt. We went over there for dinner and I had uh, this pizza. I I didn't know this was a thing. I guess this is a thing. Have you heard of this before? It was a pizza with Italian beef, like you'd get on a sandwich at Portillo's, mm-hmm. and hot jardinera. Those were the toppings. I didn't know they were putting that on pizza, and it's really, really good. With cheese and like tomato sauce and all that? Yeah, yeah. it's just a normal pizza, but the, instead of like pepperoni or whatever and Peppers and onions. uh, It's still peppers and onions if it's Chardonnay, but it's it's Italian beef and where? It was from some local pizza place uh, Mm -hmm. where he lives in Naperville. But uh, he said that it's very common in Chicago. It's throughout the Chicago area. I'd never heard of it. But then again, I hadn't lived here that long. So it was really good, man. It sounds it sounds interesting. I'd be willing to give it a spin. Yeah. Me and Tony went to Portillo's the other day, actually, by the way. Tony, you got a Polish sausage and I meant to ask you about it. We were talking about bigger things than that, but is that what you always get? No. Do you have Uh, a go-to or do you change it up every time?
2: uh, It depends on the level of hungry that I am. Um, If I'm like not so hungry, I'll get Polish in the fries. Uh, But if I'm really hungry, then uh, the double bacon cheeseburger, large cheese fry.
0: At yeah yeah their burgers are good what do you go do you like portillo's russ or no i do
1: yeah i feel um, like it's
0: one of those things that's very cliche if you're from chicago and you say you like portillo's but it's just that good it really is
1: uh it was like so nice because right down the street from the cubs spring training complex there's a portillo yeah
0: out in arizona because there's so yeah. many
1: chicagoans out there right um see i i'm not as fun to go to portillo's with as other people because like i'll Five, four times out of five, I'll go get a like their salads are like
0: amazing there. That's I feels like we're doing a commercial for Portillo's, but I've heard that, too. You're right. My wife gets a salad there and loves it. Like their salads are great. And they make like this fresh bread. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Tony and I were at Portillo's and uh, it's the best I have felt being in public without a mask. I feel like cut loose on the whole mask thing. Oh, since, I, yeah, since the I, I, announcement last week, what'd you say about that? Like you walked into a building with a bunch of people. Yeah, you did too. You were there. Yeah, I know, but
2: I've been doing <laughs> okay.
1: it. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Like, no, I've been living out here raw dog in the air. Come on, man.
0: Tony's just been sniffing up people's sneezes and yeah, clicking door be, handles and
1: coughing in people's mouths. Mm. All of it I'm all with it. Him. i'm I'm kind of with them I'm kinda with them like I've been
2: anything's possible
1: <laughs> I think we're all, all three of us are fully vaxxed yes, and it's a really good feeling like to be able to go in a a group of people and be fairly confident that
0: you're good, yeah, it was and like to just like you guys were just eating at portillos like that's how normal is that. It was totally... Tony still ate with his mask under his chin the entire time for some... What were you... Did you just forget? Or... Uh, I was just too lazy to take it all the way off. It, it wouldn't... Isn't it... We were, ate there for... We, Russ, we ate dinner there for three and a half hours. But were the, the straps weren't, like, pulling down in your ears during all that? No. You're just used to it. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, that's one thing, though. Like, when
2: they said it, it's like... It's like a blanket. You know? Whereas, like... They say you might be okay without it, but still it's like it's been a part of my life keep one life on you
0: yeah for a, <laughs> a, a more than a year are there other things you wanna keep doing now now that the pandemic's over are there uh, are there other things you still want uh six feet from from strangers I you like the six feet distance okay yeah. all right yeah. i
1: don't i'm with that for in in a lot of cases because like going back into the locker rooms i don't like, people were, it was claustrophobic. Like, people would be so close up on you. And I would look around like, yo, do y'all, have y'all never heard of personal space? <laughs> and, like, camera people and, oh, yeah. So we got to make sure we have some distance. Oh, I don't know where y'all been. Yeah,
2: I forgot media scrums. There's going to be, like, a lot of paranoid people.
1: I'm going to be like, yo. Uh, yeah, after not doing, going through that, like, man, some of those scrums got rough. Yeah, but there'd be like 40 people trying to talk to somebody. Yeah. And it's, and it's like there's nowhere to go. So, yeah, we might have to figure out a better. Because I, I thought before, even pre-pandemic that that was getting a little too much.
0: I, I mean, I don't know if there's any other way to do it if you're in a locker room, though. Have you guys seen a, a, a media scrum fight? Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Funny. Uh, yeah. I I've. I've been at the beginning of one that I made sure didn't happen before too. Um, There's a lot of TV cameramen and I have not, I've not seen this to be the case in Chicago and I appreciate it uh, at least in my experience, but there's a lot of them that uh, I don't know what you're going to say, Russ, but for me, like that, they have no uh, awareness of the camera. Nope. It's like if you went into jewel carrying a ladder horizontally, and just turning and whacking it into people, like just no concept of, so I've been hitting the head plenty of times, especially because I'm on the shorter side. So I'm right about lens height, it seems like, and uh, getting like, just getting kind of knocked in the head, not even that hard, but four or five times during the same scrum, that, that was about enough. And finally, like I, I did, I, I regret this in hindsight because I tried never to make a scene or deal with these things in front of other people or whatever. Uh, I always, I always deal with things head on, but I like to do it directly and privately with people. So as not to embarrass anybody, but I I said something to the guy that was doing it while the player was talking, I turned around and said, stop hitting me in the head. And, and I, I guess the foolishness of me was thinking that that would be the end of it, that the guy would just be like, Oh yes, sir. I'm so sorry, sir. And it wasn't, he was, uh, he was like, you know, get your damn head out of the way or something like that. Oh and, no, nah, no, nah, and then a, and a PR guy not. had to be like, hey, 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 you. like it's hell literally no. while Dwayne Wade is talking in the locker. Room. Nah, man, I have. Oh my, oh my. I'm glad. Yeah, but a, what are you gonna do? Like Russ, I, I get it, and I know that you you have no bones about taking it's on like conflict. You, you, head on, but you can't do it while a player is talking. You can't. Do I, it I get while it, but you can't are also, going on. I'm trying to talk to Dwayne Wade. Second, it's over. You can't. The second Stop it's over, you deal with that. But
1: anyway because it's just like i'm here t- trying to ask questions and i'm getting a concussion because you keep swinging this camera at me <laughs> but no to your point that's exactly what i was going to say like you get hit in the head with a camera enough times and it's like my dude stop yeah but oh my yeah nah i'm glad people talking to you like that not me because
0: <laughs> oh my goodness oh you know what was a nice benefit of wearing masks though is nobody ever knew if you had bad breath if you ate something you did, that smelled though. horrible for lunch. Like, oh, <laughs> no, you, you definitely only, did. Yeah, you would have to suffer it and you'd suffer it like twice over. Oh, man, if you're wearing a mask and you have bad breath and you let out a burp, it's all going right back. In. That's horrible. But at wow. least you, you spared the embarrassment of having to worry about if your breath offends anybody else because nobody knows. A lot of people your breath found, just smells like tide.
2: A lot of people found out what the real was during the pandemic about their, their you know, mouth. About their own hygiene. breath. Yeah, they the found out. I was like, whoa! I was just up on people with this the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, how many like people? People got the real about themselves. Like, yeah, you smell that. Yeah, that's what we deal that's with you. every day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I are you guys? T- I'll ask you, Jason. Yes. Uh, do you have you found yourself inviting more people over, going to more events, going to more hangouts, seeing more people in this last? three weeks than you had since like 2019?
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's like you're free to do it now. I, I've i been on the far cautious end of the scale during this entire thing. And as far as I know, you guys have too, unless you're just uh, putting on a show whenever you come around me. But like I had not eaten indoors until you and I had breakfast a few weeks ago, Russ. And but since ever since I got vaccinated and then last week with them saying like hey we're not gonna need masks anymore i mean we're recording this on a tuesday the illinois mask mandate might be lifted by the time this drops on thursday morning uh if not it'll be soon and i just feel like i can pretty much go back to normal life now and i don't this is gonna sound harsh but like we can pretty much go back to normal, and uh, good luck to the unvaccinated.
1: You know, I was. I, it's funny as you say that because I've been talking to a lot of people um, as we try to w- working towards getting more access, like the normal access. And the, it's all it's been a big thing in baseball, like teams yeah. getting to some eighty five percent of tier one personnel being vaccinated, and the team that I cover, the Cubs, haven't gotten there. And for me, it's kind of just like, I don't, one, care. I'm just like, me and mine are vaccinated. And we're at a point now where it's like, yo, these are all adults. Do I think everybody should get vaccinated? Yes. Do I think science, you should listen to science? Yes. Do I think that you are you should be a good human being and help protect other people by getting it? Yes. But I, we can't keep begging adults to get this thing.
0: We're at that point, by the way. That's, that's yeah, what's we happening are.
1: now. We are. And it's yeah. just like, I, I don't necessarily know if people are going to change their ways because you asked them to at this point. Like the people who wanted to be safe and get it have gotten it. And it's like readily available. So if if you're going to risk going out here where you could potentially get it, it's kind of on you at this point. And it yeah. sucks to have to do, do, do it like that, but we can't keep, holding the rest of life up because people are anti-vaxxers
2: That's and that's like a crazy thing to say but i feel the exact same way it's like if you're just out here um didn't get vaccinated for some you know odd reason and you know you end up getting it and it's kind of like i don't know what to do with that like
1: yeah it was not like it wasn't you can get a walgreens cvs walmart uh, your church, like you can give vaccines a lot of places. Uh, Uber will come and pick you up and take you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so it's 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 like somebody getting polio because they didn't get the polio vaccine. It's like, all right, bro. Come on now. This vaccine has been around for 100 years now. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, I feel bad for anybody in that case, and I don't want that to happen, but there's, I mean, we can't go funny. through this whole thing. And then they're like, hey, we've got a solution for you. And then now you don't want the solution.
2: Yeah, it, that, that was funny, too. It's like, The people that are kind of anti-vaxxers also are kind of like the, oh, man, open up America, like, you know, open up everything. Just go. Right. Right. Like you can't have it both. Here's the solution to get us to where you want to go.
0: And you don't like the solution. And now you have now you have the masks are going to be basically on the honor system. And I love the idea of one of these people being like. you, You know, I'm not going to get vaccinated. I don't like any. But you know what? I'll wear the mask because it's responsible. (laughs) Okay. Right. I mean, the thing you have to, the thing you're going to be watching for now and on alert for is, is somebody next to me unvaccinated and like kind of acting as though they are vaccinated by not wearing the mask. And the truth is, it's just really not your problem. I mean, I, I don't, I I hope those people stay healthy, but it's really not, it's not going to affect you. It's not going to affect me. Yeah, it's put us in this if somebody's faking it,
1: we were we've now gone from wanting to be unselfish to now we kind of have to be selfish and be like, look, bro, you didn't take this thing
0: seriously. And if you give the virus, that's on you. Sorry. I'm 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 glad to be done wearing masks. I'm glad to be done pretending I'm warm enough when I'm hanging out with somebody outside and it's 38 degrees and uh, glad to be done having to wash my hands.
1: I'm glad to give hugs again. It's a big one for me because I'll tell you what, at the beginning of the pandemic, as we're, I'm from a hugging family. Like, that's kind of what we do. And like, I see my friends that hug them, like that's our thing. And then to not do that after the first like two months where you don't, we didn't see anybody in quarantine. I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, this kind of sucks. <laughs> um, but to like, just, you don't have to have that awkward exchange of elbow bump dap, yeah. Uh, oh, are you gonna risk it like I am and give each other hugs? Cool. All right. So there's no more of that, and I th- I'm I'm I might be most happy for that.
0: Do you remember like uh, <laughs> Do you remember like early March of 2020 when it was starting to kind of happen, and we were all uh fist bumping as though we thought, you know, that'll be enough. This will take care of it. We're in downtown Chicago. We're at the United Center. I'm, I'm at the score. We're just all these different places. And we're just, well, as long as we just fist bump, we'll be that, you know, that'll stop the spread. Meanwhile, we're breathing in each other's mouths <laughs> right. uh, from, from two feet away,
1: right two feet away. But no fist bump. Yep. Yeah. How'd you get friendly with the ladies, Russ?
0: What did you say, Tony?
2: How'd you get friendly with the ladies oh, doing? It's
0: just like visiting another country, Tony. you got to you got to have proof of a negative test. You know,
1: um, yeah. So how during the pandemic, you're asking? Yeah. Um, I don't want to. S- <laughs> all right. So it's one of those situations where you kind of pick and choose. And I think for the first part of the, the pandemic, I was super oh cautious. My- <laughs> I, I'd say all the way up until... May June, and then I'm just like you know one, I'm gonna get some,
2: One Wait, no. in March, April, <laughs> May comes around. Yeah, and, man, I need I need to be bumping ugly. <laughs>
3: oh <my God. laughs> no. This is
0: ripping these people that wanted the country open from day one, and uh, and Russ was ready. Russ was open for business after two months. Open for business. Shut up. First of all. It sounds
1: more careful than I'm necessarily making it sound. (laughs) So I was getting tested frequently during this period. So I knew I didn't have COVID and I was like getting antibody tests too. So while I was like interacting with women, right. It would be, Hey, um, I'd love to go and hang. I'm, I've tested negative for COVID and everything else, <laughs> and
0: everything else. Oh wow,
1: you I got mean, just I, you got a, a full board of tests there, huh? I mean, I think adults uh, should get tested regularly. <laughs> I think that's smart. That's I, I don't think that's not normal at all. But on uh-huh. this topic at hand, I'm be like, yo, I have a negative COVID test. Do
0: you? Yes. All right, cool. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Is that a, do they have a box you can check for that on the dating apps now? Like vaccinate, like on Bumble, can you filter it to only get vaccinated people or?
1: Uh, people put it in their profiles now. Oh,
0: okay, there you go.
1: And by hang, I actually mean like hang out.
0: <laughs> Tony, don't do that. Tony, <laughs> Tony, nobody can. Again, this is a podcast. Tony. The, this is the part Nobody can. He, nobody, can nobody can hear you making hand headphones. motions. <laughs> yeah, Tony's <laughs> making all kinds of fun hand motions that you guys can't hear.
1: First of all, Tony, you went on a date too during the pandemic, so don't just put it on me like it's just me out here. Uh,
0: I didn't. I went on
2: a uh, date.
1: What's the difference between one and how many ever I went on? Because I ended up making that person my girlfriend for four months. You did. Mm-hmm. You did. We never talked about it, and I never brought it up. But Jason, I want you to, I want you to, to think about this moment, and when you
0: joke on me. Tony made somebody his whole girlfriend during a pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. What's bad Isn't about it? that? Yeah, how do you pull? I'm sitting there like, wow, how'd you pull that off? Bumble, same way I do. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was Bumble. Yeah. We should see if we can get them to be a sponsor. We've been doing we, ads for them it it without really it, realizing it, it, it for ten weeks. Not gonna lie.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna get on that. I'm gonna start making some calls. Yo, it's Russ Dorsey. Look, you've been waiting. I've been waiting. And now it's time. Sports Adjacent merch is now available for pre-order on obviousshirts.com. That's obviousshirts.com. Look, you want some new merch? You want some stuff that says Sports Adjacent? Maybe Tony Gill versus Libraries? Maybe you love Russ Dorsey. We have shirts for you too. Go to obviousshirts.com, make your pre-orders, and you'll have that merch in no time. But don't forget. Because we have this great partnership with our friends over at Avia Shirts, you can use promo code adjacent10 to get 10% off your purchase. That's promo code adjacent10 to get 10% off your purchase. Avia Shirts, words on shirts. Man, you're
0: really out here, raw dog in the world, Russ. Whoa, no, 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 Tony. How do you not know you're on a podcast when you're doing this? Tony's over there, like laughing into his. <laughs> no, see, if, I knew if, he, you would do that. Hey, look, I, don't don't fake laugh. But if you're gonna laugh, laugh into the microphone, man. I'm not raw dogging anybody, and whatever, whatever. Uh, Tony's over there, I mean, Russ, in- interacting with people, Russ.
1: Whatever, okay, air quotes, then. Whatever uh, topic we do next, I'm going to clarify. Because I don't want people out there thinking, damn, Russ I'm out here getting busy. <laughs> when it's just like, I'm practicing safe sex, folks. Relax. I still think people should get tested practicing safe sex. Uh, part of it. And no, Tony, I wasn't out here raw dogging the world. Hmm.
2: Little, uh,
1: little. No, because I uh, get tested for things and I never had COVID and you get went out tested here tested for with things. Girls.
0: I mean, is that, is that why you were getting tested for COVID every three weeks? It's because you're like already in there. You might as well add the COVID test. No, because it's
1: separate tests.
0: I'm just making my uh my my usual bi-weekly trip to Quest Diagnostics. Might as well get checked for COVID too. The funny part yeah.
2: is,
1: <laughs> The funny part is I did go to Quest Diagnostics for both. Of course you did. Where else would you go? I don't know of another
2: one. No, it's good though. That's good. You're being responsible. We should be less diagnostics where no
1: one is a doctor. (laughs) Well, no, you get the you get the lab order. Uh, I want to talk about this on the podcast now. All
0: right, we're (laughs) recording. So
1: during during our little intermission, we have Uh, Tony would like to
0: issue some clarification. I want
1: to clarify some things. (laughs) (laughs) So number one, I don't want it to come off like I'm out here wilding wilding. I you don't want it to come off like that. Yeah. I don't want it to come off like that. And if it did for everybody out there, is it rust, that you
0: don't want it to come off like that? Or is it that that's inaccurate? It's inaccurate. Okay. All right. Rust Got it. out here being
1: safe, being cautious in all aspects of his life. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Good, good. I'm rust relieved first. And I feel like adults who hang out in that way, intimately should be safe. We all should be safe. So go out, get tested. Contraception, all that good stuff. If you don't, still get tested. I think that's important.
2: I Uh, will say this. Um, Over the course of the pandemic, you did see a lot more profiles that say, hey, I'm just here for the get down.
1: Because people, like you joked about me, like after two months, like, ew. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah. People, people were looking for it. Like, straight up, just would say
2: on their profile. Yeah. I'm a,
1: like, you know why? I'm the, mor- the, the funny part, we were just talking about life after masks. This summer is going to be crazy.
2: So many kids being
1: born. So many kids. I'm not going to speak that in existence for me, but <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think it's <laughs> accurate. <laughs>
0: oh. It is completely accurate. I, should we call this segment clarifications? Like, do we have anything else we need to already After one segment of the show, Do we have, do we, do do the, do you and me, Tony, have things we need to clear up here as well? uh, No, I think I'm good. That that was all. You always uh, think you're good. You don't, yeah. You, you don't know you're, you don't know you've crossed the line until me and Russ tell you after the show. Like, hey, "Hey, we're going to have to put elevator music over this or bleep this or cut this. You always think you're good. Yeah. It's the best way to live, man. Fast and Furious. Let's go. There's there's a
2: reason why they made 10 of those movies.
1: I just didn't want, People people take the things Tony say so seriously, and I didn't want people out here going, "Dang, Russ really out here like that, like (laughs) wild and no holes barred." I didn't want that to be the image of me. So now that I've clarified, (laughs) Juanterius Bryant, defensive back from Austin P, thought he had the opportunity of a lifetime to try out for the athletes the Atlanta Falcons only to find out that somebody had tricked him. Apparently he got a a text from an Atlanta number thinking it was their defensive coordinator and saying, Hey, come to Atlanta for a tryout. And ends up, he gets there. Nobody knows what he's talking about. They don't let him in and he's heartbroken. And it was big news this week.
0: It's horrible. I mean, I, I wonder if that was somebody who knows him that really wanted to get him or if that was just somebody out there, you know, causing havoc, just trying to stir something up. Have, I, I am a little unclear how it happened, too, because just getting a text from the defensive coordinator is not usually enough for you to know that. I wonder if that person was texting the agent, too, or I mean, usually you would think there'd be a little more than just a text from one of the coaches to get the guy on a plane and get him going to Atlanta, but that—that that is brutal, man. I mean, this this guy—how do I pronounce it? Juan- Terrace? Juan- One? Wanterius? Wanterius? Wanterius Bryant is a safety at Austin P. I mean, this is not a guy who lives with the assumption that he's going to have an NFL career or even an NFL opportunity, right? And then this comes along, and I feel like—I don't know. What do you think is worse, being catfished basically like this or being catfished by someone that you think you're going to be dating. This is way worse. I mean, make it equivalent, like make it like you've fallen in love with this person that's catfishing you. And then you find out it's not real because that's kind of what this would be like. This is not just a tryout. This is not a guy who, this is a guy who didn't know if he'd ever even get a tryout. And now he thinks he's got the door open to the thing he's been Chasing his entire life. You know, this I, feels this feels worse to me. No, this feels way worse. Because it's just like this, this is your livelihood, right? It's either
1: you get this opportunity or you have to sell cars or sell insurance in between tryouts, right? Yeah. When you get catfished, you kind of just move on with life. Right. So this this seems like this is a moment where you think, oh man, my life could change forever. Right. I finally got my opportunity. And you find out it's fake and somebody got your number and which is super that's effed up. Like why?
0: Man. Yeah. I can't believe like this guy is so gracious and uh, kind hearted that he doesn't want this person embarrassed publicly. I mean, I hope he's pursuing whatever kind of legal channel legal action or back channel repercussions he can for this. Cause I mean, that, that is just, mean man that is that is as mean-spirited and cruel as you could get doing this to a guy like a guy like Dontariis Bryant who you know, thinks he's about to have his dreams come true and the falcons are in a tough spot actually i don't know if everybody is aware of this but they were all the teams were super limited on the number of tryout players they could have this year at rookie mini camp i think it was 5 so it's not like they could be like oh man that's horrible i can't believe that happened come on in and have the tryout right Um, But I do think somebody could find space for this guy to get a tryout. I'm not usually like sport. One of the great things about sports to me is that it's always based on merit. Almost always. You almost always get your opportunity or don't based on how good you are. And that's, that's that it's very fair, very cut and dry. Obviously there's exceptions like Colin Kaepernick, or maybe on the other side you say Tim Tebow is getting these opportunities undeserved because of his name or something like that. But for the most part, sports is a meritocracy. I would, I would allow a sympathy tryout in this case. I'd be cool with it. I, yeah. And and it's
1: like, think of all the teams out there where it's like, you bring guys in on futures contracts and all this other stuff, guys that never make the team, give this guy at least an opportunity for pain and suffering. Jeez.
0: Tony, what do you think is worse? What do you think is worse? Getting catfished like this or getting catfished by a woman over the course of a, a long enough time that you fall in love with her and then find out in either case the the thud of finding out that it's not real? Which one's uh, worse? Woman
2: or man. Don't want to discriminate here. Right. We're all inclusive. Never, never do that. Um, I think that I think this isn't that bad. Like, this isn't that bad. You don't yeah. think. It's not as bad as an actual catfish. Like this is this is gonna open up some more opportunities. Somebody will give him a tryout. Maybe. Okay, what if you made this whole thing up to get the sympathy tryout? I don't think he did. Crazier things have happened. <laughs> Jesse <Smoulier>. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
3: it
0: didn't,
1: it didn't work. Yeah, you either. can 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 I, can we be honest about something? About uh, young Jesse Smollett. Mm -hmm. When that whole thing went down. You knew. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) You knew. And and it's one of those situations where. Didn't say anything. Like, Dave was right. Like, you. Come on, man. On the coldest day of the year in Chicago. You out of Subway. All right. (laughs) Well, back to the topic at hand.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if he would, if it's not out of the realm of possibility that he made this entire thing up to get, that's the last ditch effort. And I got to give him kudos for that if he did make this
0: up because it's excellent. I, I can't even like understand your brain right now where you went to the place of he faked the whole thing mm-hmm. and then are applauding him for, I don't even know how to make sense. Of what's going on Tony's in your thinking, head right now.
1: I don't think Tony's crazy about the if he made it up. Because then, it, like, if you read the story, but that's it, quite a scheme. I mean, it is. If, if, but think about it. Just playing devil's advocate here. Guy goes to Austin P. Like, it's not like he goes to a Power Five conference school where he's a safety. Like, he goes to Austin P. He's looking for an opportunity. Probably didn't get invited to the combine. And you're looking for any way to get that foot in the door. I guess it would not be crazy. Like, it's a long shot to Hail Mary. But who's What's the say? worst that
2: can happen? You're not going to go to jail.
1: Yeah. And what, it, if it, it just, what if it works?
0: What if he does get the sympathy tryout? At first, I felt like Tony was being very cynical to suggest that this could all be a hoax of a hoax but then he's applauding the guy. I don't I, I'm just kind of like my brain's broken by trying to figure out what's going on in Tony's mind. You got to do what you got to do for your dream, man. And if that means possibly suffering some national embarrassment
2: for your dream, you got to do what you got to do.
0: There's no way this is fake, man. I, I'm cynical. You are there's cool. no there's no way this is fake. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, dude. We've. you're saying this is no way n- not a possibility. There there's no, this, no, there's no chance. This was fake. Okay. I'll mark this. He did, by the way, he did get an invitation to a camp, the hub camp, which is a, not exactly a tryout, but kind of a mass tryout where There'll be scouts there, there will be representatives from a bunch of teams. So, and he, and he did get that invitation uh, after this controversy but Tony, come on, man. You can't really think that you're doing you're, you're just doing the Tony character for the show right now. No,
2: no, I, I'm I'm saying I'm not even saying that this is true, but
0: I'm leaving the door open. I'm more bothered and concerned by you following him down this path, Russ, than I, I kind of expected from Tony. No, I was just playing devil's advocate. I well, took a I couple think, steps down that path. I don't think it's – Come on, Russ. Like, Come on.
1: No. <laughs> Come on, dude. Tony, no, because I, I, I don't even like playing devil's advocate with you. Uh, but, no, it's not – in this case, I do think Tony's correct. Like, there, that wouldn't be – for somebody who needs a long shot to make it to the NFL anyway, I could kind of see it. But also, I don't think it happened like that.
0: You've, you guys have him. Uh, you guys have him as a mastermind to such a level that I, he could be running the CIA. It seems like. Listen, they had Birdman on Catfish, so
1: <laughs> anything can happen. Once I saw that, once I saw Chris Anderson on Catfish, it uh, everything else that left the door open for everything. Tony, you can't be serious. Why
2: can this be a possibility?
1: I don't think I don't think that the fact that it's a possibility is out like cra- the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like, look,
2: that. like if somebody texted you randomly, no, right? You got no calls from anybody. You haven't had any traction at all. <laughs> this one random thing comes up. Say, hey, you got to try out with the Atlanta Falcons. It's like, hey, you won a five hundred dollar gift card <clears> from <throat> Amazon. That's what uh, that's what it would feel like. And he just did off a text. He didn't call.
0: He's not. He's not at Alabama. I mean, he's not in the big time. So he would be susceptible to being gullible.
2: He sees all the draft videos where they see the draft. The draftees pick up a phone. They're not texting. That's not what's happening for. uh, And if he's that gullible. Do you want him on your team? (laughs)
0: i'd have to see the text don't do that tony i'd have to see the text don't do that tony
1: joe budden podcast one of the most popular podcasts in the country uh hosted by former rapper joe but retired rapper joe budden his friends rory mall parks um one of my favorite podcasts that i've listened to for like four years and it's been great. And so they, they had they had this deal with Spotify. Usually
0: successful. They're huge.
1: Yeah, like they were the number one podcast in yeah. like the world for a while. They're
0: our they're our main competitor, basically. We'd say. Don't know. I wouldn't. <laughs> that
1: we are not their main competitor. They, it's like them and Rogan is what <laughs> what it is.
0: Right, um, and then us.
1: So it was like one of my favorite podcasts. It's really dope. Um, and they've been on a really good run. And they had a deal with Spotify. And the deal with Spotify, you know, did not necessarily go. They were trying to negotiate a re-up, did not necessarily go the way they wanted to. There was issues with Spotify. So they decided to leave Spotify. It's fine. Cool. Like it was the best business decision for them. Like they left X amount of dollars on the table because they didn't think the deal was worth it. That's totally their decision. And I don't necessarily think it's bad. Like you didn't think the deal was good. Fine. Um, What's transpired recently is Joe and his co-hosts Maul and Rory. There have been a little bit of, there's been miscommunication. I'll say that. Um, And what started as a miscommunication between friends about some internal issues going on that had started to affect the podcast, then turned into it leaked into the business where it's like, all right, now I don't necessarily trust you and your manager and I need to, I want to have it's in my contract that we can check the accounting and I'm old this. So now I want to do an audit. Like I want to search and make
0: sure the, all these things are correct. This is Rory and Ma wanting to know this. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like it's all this now business stuff from a podcast that started with three friends.
3: And oh, that
0: sounds uh, that sounds predictable for our situation. But, you know, T- Tony crazy. is going to drive us right into a Rory and Miles situation. now.
1: No, no, no. But this, is, but it, it's funny that you say that because listening to all this transpire. Obviously, I listen to this podcast all the time, but I did think about us because what we have that they don't have. Joe is technically the sole proprietor of the Joe Budden podcast, right? It's yeah. not just in naming in name, but also like he's the sole proprietor. You and I have a legal partnership where I own 50% of Sports Adjacent LLC and you own 50% of Sports
0: Adjacent LLC.
1: Some of that gets taken care of with this Rory and Maul. Other
0: than my marriage, it's the most important legal contract in my life for (laughs) us. I appreciate that. Um, But like Joe started the podcast
1: and then brought Rory and Maul on and then it became successful. So in Joe's perspective, it's like, oh, and Joe also fired them off the quote, fired them off their podcast last week. It was a big to-do. They have
0: their own podcast, you mean?
1: Or he fired them off
0: his podcast. I thought he fired them off off his.
1: Yeah, the Joe Button podcast, which they were co-hosts on. He fired them off off, off the That was more of a, I'm upset and I'm trying to like, you, you know, when when somebody when you're venting in real time, there's a lot of things you say and do that you don't necessarily mean. And then with the world that we live in of responses, like when you respond and when somebody else responds yeah. to that then like Rory and Maul have their response video, that's like an hour. And Joe already had a podcast out. And so there's all this response where and then stuff behind the scenes that we don't even know about. So that's when we I right. texted it yesterday. It's like there's so much stuff that. Is not out there, and we're kind of just like guessing about. But at the end of the day, it's friends
0: and business, right? That's what it boils down to. Friends Which is, and dicey. I mean, it, it deal, is dicey. I mean, we deal. We deal with that dynamic. You and I deal with that dynamic uh, on a much much smaller, smaller scale, scale so far, at least. I mean, yeah. we'll see. Uh, we'll see how much you and I love each other when we get our offer from Spotify. But that's but see, and that's one of the reasons. When I the real about money it. comes in, we'll see how good we friends we are. But but we do run into the case even on this podcast of. You and I talk all the time about we want to be completely real and authentic Correct. on the podcast. So when we talked about, for example, when uh, whoever that guy was that was going after you on Twitter a month or so ago and you, what you did was not exactly what I would have done, Like I, I want to at least have a real version of that conversation on this podcast, even if you get pissed off at me because of it. And we're trying to deliver an authentic product either way.
1: And, and to take it a step further, it's like it's it's when you decide that you're gonna have your friends also be your co-worker, so to speak, right. Like that adds in a, a, a dynamic <laughs> to the, the friendship. You
0: keep, you keep saying that like it's not what exactly what we're doing.
1: No, I'm no no, no I'm, I'm getting there. You gotta let me get there. Right. Um that adds a dynamic into it. So for you and I, we yes. have our friendship and we're yes. doing a podcast. And because the stakes are lower because we're not making as much money as those, like those guys were making or could have made millions of dollars. Right. Right. And so then you have a situation where Joe is at the table negotiating with different places, Spotify, Apple title, all these places and turning down deals, right. Deals that were in the millions. And while you might not say anything, you know, if, you know, let's say I was representing our podcast and we get a a, a deal from the ringer for two point five million dollars. And I say no, Jason and I are worth more than that. We're gonna Well, we
0: around. give House of L a chance to match first.
1: Correct. Well, yeah, that's the other part.
0: <laughs> <We give Lawrence laughs> no, go ahead, like, man. Lawrence, go ahead, Lawrence go, go family. ahead.
1: I don't but, think Lawrence uh,
0: is paying two mil to
1: keep him No, Lawrence would be like, Yo, if y'all don't leave and take that deal. <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, like if I turned it down because I thought we could get more elsewhere or we were worth more. Yeah. In theory, that's the right business decision. But you for you
0: believe, have conviction over that. Yes. But
1: for you as somebody who has not come from podcasting, this is not what you do for a living. You might be like, why wouldn't we not just take the 2.5 million yeah. and get ours right now? Cause nothing right. else like we're not promised a better deal. Right. That's when your friendship really, because now, you, you you could love me all you want, but you see that 2.5 million or however many 10 million, 15, 20 million dollars. And if I think we're worth more, but I'm speaking for both of us, and see that's the thing. Because in our situation, once we get once that much money's on the table, we have to have a conversation about lawyers and management and all this stuff that they're yeah.
0: having right now. Um, should so, we be talking about this privately and not in front of Tony? Like Tony's oh. gonna be Tony's gonna be asking for a raise next chance he gets the talk. That's right.
1: Well, oh, Tony, I'm gonna let you know right now we cannot afford to give you a raise yet. We, <laughs> when we do, you'll be the first to know. I mean, you guys are like saying
0: I, that he I mean, says that by the way to the highest paid employee of the company. Period. No one has made more money. On, no human has made more money during this than Tony. Even that,
1: in full transparency, it like I I'm just. All right, let's talk about it, because I think it's <laughs> actually an important conversation. All right, let's so, do it. Yeah, Tony Tony does make more money uh, than anybody else for his fine audio that he helps produce each week.
0: Tony uh, got the bag. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yes, you did. Good job. Yes.
1: And so Jason and I pay Tony to produce our podcast. Yes. Also, we do want him to be a part of the podcast, so it's not a big deal for us. And we think our the pod has thrived because we have him here. Definitely. But also- when Jason and I make money off of our podcast, we don't pay ourselves. We haven't paid ourselves yet, right? Because we want to put the money back into
0: the podcast, which but I don't in think our is infancy. Bad, right? No, it's absolutely the right decision.
1: Um, Even that decision, at the beginning, I was like, eh, I don't know. You know, I, I was just like, well, what if we... <laughs> We should at least pay ourselves a little bit. Right. But we ultimately came to the decision not to. And then if later down the line, we have what we consider more than enough, we'll cut ourselves a check out of our whatever account and enjoy ourselves, go to a nice dinner again. But it's just like that. That's a decision that two people have to make. Clearly, it
0: wasn't millions that's a decision of dollars. That's yeah, a decision over 400 bucks. And we're both sitting there kind of arguing it out. Well, it was was more money than that, but yes. It wasn't a lot. It was more
1: than that. But I'm I'm just saying, like, it's not $10 million. So if we had to have a conversation about that amount of money, X amount of money that we were talking about, imagine us having this conversation over $10 million. You know what I'm saying? And that I can love you as much as I do. We can be as close as friends as we are. But at the end of the day, you're going to say, I have a wife and two girls that I'm trying to take care of. And I know you're trying to be Mr. Businessman out here making deals for us, making deals for our podcast, but we really need to strongly consider our options here before we turn down this money. And so that, I think a lot of that has happened with that podcast where it's like ego, people not having the communication that, you know, to talk about the things before they fester into this, where you have two members of the podcast that don't feel like they're being, um, told the truth and you have people getting fired and all that money man it changes everything and it's something I thought about before we started our podcast like hey yeah I want to have a fun pod with my friend but I also want to have a like this is our business and I want to make sure those two things are both in check at all times yes so that's Um, that's kind of the gist of the the situation
2: um well by the way thank you guys uh definitely appreciate it (laughs) Um, no problem Tony. That that check certainly comes in
0: every month and uh thank you guys. the time. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's followed by a text that says don't cash till Tuesday, but it does get there. <laughs> oh, it does God. get there. Um but it, you realize how you realize how ridiculous it was that when when Russ and I were having this conversation about whether we could pay ourselves or how much we could pay ourselves. The conversation was no. We've got to figure out how many months can we keep paying Tony and make sure we have some, subs- like the conversation was, we got to make sure we keep paying Tony.
1: Jason was just like, all right, we we need to make sure we can pay Tony each month. I was kind of like,
0: uh, F Tony. Like, yeah. <laughs> do we really need him like that? Like yeah. pay us. It's our maybe, pocket. Yeah. yeah. Russ is like, hey, you know, maybe we run out of money and uh, Tony takes a little less one month. Okay. <laughs> right. But at the end of the day we came to that decision. Like, yeah, let's, Let's do
1: that because long we can- term.
0: Let's make sure we can pay Tony for like the next year. Yeah, and then, audio quality. Was then we'll see what we get better. after that. Yeah. So that was that was our our way of go ahead, Tony. What 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 kind of uh, increase are you asking for here? <laughs> no, is that, no what what I, was, is that what this was, or was I?
2: No, no. What I, what I really was going to say was um that in that situation with Joe and like Joe is asking for like just un. Dying loyalty to whatever he deems is right and yeah, blind faith, right? And they're like, I mean, that's cool, but we also are major contributors to this Mm -hmm. podcast. Uh, And despite what the legalities of this is, which is you're the sole proprietor of it, we help make it made it successful. Correct. So if you are my friend and you are claiming that we are friends. You also have to consider, well, this might be life-changing money or might not be, but this might be helpful for them in the moment. And of course he wants to break the mold on how you do business and like podcasting is still like it's podcasting has been a thing for a long time, but it's still kind of like the wild, wild West where mm-hmm. nobody knows really how to generate average, but advertise what right. what's right. true right. value for a podcast. Right. Yeah, exactly. right. Nobody really knows what that is. Uh, but the big money players like the Joe Munn Bud- Joe button podcast, like, uh, Joe Rogan, um, they are setting the standard, right? So if multiple millions of dollars are being discussed for a podcast, you gotta talk to the people that are also making your podcast because some they will they will follow you if you're honest with them and say, Hey guys, mm-hmm. I think we have an extremely valuable piece of, of content here that I think we can break the mold with. Here's what they're offering. But if this is too much money for you guys to pass up, I will understand and we will take that deal. Like, yeah, just being upfront with that and being honest with your friends, I think is
0: is key. And I don't think Joe did that. Those guys, I I have not listened to the show a lot, but when Russ and I were talking about starting this podcast, I asked him, what are some podcasts that you like? So I could listen to it and just kind of get a feel of basically what his podcast background or podcast education would be. And this was the show. I think this was number one show you mentioned that you yep. like Russ. And yeah. so I listened to maybe two or three episodes and I liked it a lot. And what you like is the chemistry. And I don't know. I, I'm not, maybe I'm not familiar enough with the the totality of Joe Budden's work. I, it might not be the same without those guys. It seems like it wouldn't be. It seems like he's the guy he's leading it and he's famous And he's the star, he is, but those guys are really good fits with him.
1: Yeah. And, and see that. And that's the thing. Like, I think in Joe's mind, I think there's a lot of ego involved on a lot of sides, but I don't think you can discredit the fact that when you bring Rory and Maul in, that the podcast took off. And I think they just want to be respected as such, where Joe is looking at it as, "Ah." I mean, it's called the Joe Button podcast. So I can, he thinks the players are interchangeable. I don't think that's the case. And his friends who he's had on while Rory and Ma were off last month. And then now that they're not on the podcast anymore, they've even told him like, yeah, maybe you guys get back together because at the end of the day, you do like <laughs> those guys and you are yeah, friends. Man. But at the same time, like there are issues that you have to work out with them. And I think is there blame to go around? Should those guys have had this discussion with him earlier before it got to this point? Yeah. did Has Joe taken it to the point where he thinks it's all about him because this is his company? I understand that part. It is his company. He has built this podcast empire. But at the same time, those guys were a big part of it. And to act like they're not an important part of it and not loop them in on different decisions, I don't necessarily think that that's the way to go about it. But all that to be said, when when you mix friends and business these are some of the things that i know i've thought about in our short time as business partners like i've thought about this even though it's small scale like if we can't figure something out small scale if if somebody comes on and wants to have our podcast somewhere like how are we going to have that conversation if we couldn't we can't figure out 10 grand how are we going to figure out 10 million you know um so yeah that i I think it's it's a it's an important lesson to be learned from their discourse and everything that they've gone through for podcasting. I think personally for us uh, like still being in our infant stage of our podcast like you can love people and i i i do think Joe loves Maul and Roy. I do think Roy and Maul love Joe. But at the end of the day, I do think there were some issues within one, their friendship and not being able to feel like you can be 100 percent honest with your friends. Yeah. And but also like you have to figure it was lost where the friendship ended and the business began and where the business ended and the friendship began. And when you don't have those that clear cut, defined line of the two.
0: That's how you get into these situations. What's your advice then for us, Tony? Um, I mean, as long as
2: my check keeps coming in, I'm I'm, I'm good, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> you guys know who Kwame Brown is? The, the, Wizards. Number, the number one overall pick of the 2001 draft and had the smallest hands on somebody 6'11 I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> um, well, Kwame Brown uh, was drafted by Michael Jordan. You guys are correct. Uh, of the washington wizards Paul gasol was in that draft he was yeah and um he's apparently had enough of just a non-stop joking on his name
3: are you running your mouth talking about somebody like me boy you need to stop boy i done told you you done stepped in that goddamn quicksand boy I don't gotta lie and make up shit. The only joke you got, boy, when is this basketball joke gonna run out? You keep hitting me with basketball jokes. I keep hitting you with your real soft ass, punk ass life. Now, which one didn't like you, boy? Your granddaddy that was black or your granddaddy that was white? Cause there's some deep issues in you, boy, that you can't understand what the I'm trying to say. That in America right now, boy, White people are scared to talk about black people right now, as a whole. And you getting on camera every day talking about black males. That's all you do. You want to sit here and make me look a certain way, boy? When a some ate your food. Some Derek Fisher done open your doors to your house. Derek Fisher got your key to your truck. You ass ass, send some gas money so you can pick them kids up.
2: Which is, I mean, people have been doing it for a long time. Long time. Like his whole, like his name is a joke amongst NBA fans and NBA
0: circles. Uh, a joke so, kind of at Michael Jordan's expense, right? I mean, Michael nah, Jordan's really the at, butt of that joke, isn't he? It's more at Kwame's expense yeah i mean i
2: think it's more at kwame's expense at, at this point in time because you know who's gonna who's gonna rag on michael jordan right 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 uh so his anger stems from the all the smoke podcast another podcast we'll be taking down soon enough
1: <laughs> uh, wait, sidebar tony don't you have another podcast coming up actually uh it came out today <laughs> So how do you, how can you take, how, how can you take down all these other podcasts? If, if, are you eventually going to take down this podcast?
0: He's a volume shooter, buddy. Uh, I don't <laughs> know.
1: It's just so many podcasts.
2: It's just, it's like a whirlwind sometimes. And it's like, oh, I, I'm just, I'm just shooting. Just this, this is what
1: I just want to know, I'm, Tony. I'm no I don't, I just, I don't, I don't want us and your other podcasts to ever have to compete. Can you promise me that?
0: It's too late for that, Russell. It's too that late one. for that. We're sitting here thinking like that it's special that Tony's doing this. And the truth is, Tony answers the phone by saying, I'm in. If there's money involved, yes. Yeah. Tony's in one of those things where, uh, like on a game show where it's the wind tunnel and there's just dollar bills floating all around. Tony's just grabbing them all, stuffing them in his shirt.
1: I understand. I feel them. But go ahead, continue about Kwame, Tony.
0: Uh, and
2: Kwame's kind of gotten fed up with uh, the jokes. And it stems from, like I said, the All the Smoke podcast with Steven Jackson, former NBA player, and Matt Barnes, former NBA player. Uh, they had a special guest on, Gilbert Arenas. And for some reason, they talked. They started to talk about Kwame Brown um, and uh, really attacking him personally. And Kwame had enough of it. He had enough of it and wanted to really express how his career started. Like, this is the... I've never heard Kwame discuss anything about his career what happened when he got drafted like why he's considered a bust and all that so he just kind of laid it out all in an hour and it was a very entertaining very entertaining hour um I think that we we probably lean a little bit too heavy on on Kwame Mm -hmm. um a lot of stuff didn't go right around him Mm-hmm. And he ended up having a really long NBA
0: career, like made sixty five million dollars.
2: Right after all the jokes, after all mm-hmm. the stuff that you can say about Kwame Brown, that we can talk about a lot. Of, we can talk about Andrew Wiggins like that, mm-hmm. you know. And he's made a lot of more money, uh, but he lasted in the league for a long time. Teams kept picking him up; they kept picking him up. So he must have been good, you know, at least to to be an NBA player. You can't teach wizards. Six-year-old.
0: Wizards, yeah. Lakers, Pistons, Hornets, Sixers, Grizzlies, Warriors. Yes, people kept paying him to play NBA basketball a decade plus.
2: So he goes out and just kind of airs out Stephen Jackson about you know some stuff that he knows about him and how and he. Matt moved. Oh my goodness! And there's there's Matt a lot. Barnes. Um, there's a lot. He, yeah, I mean, he, it was so much that he he's said gone
1: off. It was like it's been like seventy two hours that Kwame was just like, all right, I'm lit. I'm airing it out, on y'all. The funniest thing is, like, he was going in on Steven Jackson, like Tony was talking about, and and Matt Barnes. And obviously, when people talk about Matt Barnes, people like to talk about, obviously, their future. And so he's talking about that. (laughs) The funniest part is he kept calling Matt Barnes soft with, And then he would say, which is slick hair. And it it made me laugh so so much. Um, But yeah, he, he clearly had enough, like to go on an hour rant on your IG live and then come back with more stuff. I think that goes to show you how, how upset somebody is. So it's been super entertaining. You know, we talked last week about the NBA is like the most entertaining of the sports. Yes. This is like, The
0: retired NBA entertainment. It's like, it's like 10 years later, still talk, still arguing about and talking about what happened in high school. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. And also it gave us like a lot of Kwame
2: gave a lot of insight into, you know, how his career basically started. Like he said, a lot of people don't know this and it went underreported. He got drafted to be traded. That's what he says. That's what he claims. And that team he was supposed to be traded to was the Bulls. For Elton oh, the Bulls
0: Brown. did their own messing up in that draft. They didn't need any help.
2: <laughs> but you know, Jerry Jerry Krause had an affinity for high school big men. Um, and he probably wanted him. And I'm I'm not gonna say he's lying about that. It just the trade didn't end up working out. Because why would you trade Elton Brand for Kwame Brown? Right. Somebody must have put a stop to that. You're
1: right. No, I I think um he was saying something about how nobody in the NBA is a bust, and I think there's a there's a lot to say about that. Um, and I think there is some truth to that because we just talked about it. Like this dude made sixty five million dollars in the league, played over ten years in the NBA. You, to get to that point in the NBA, you're one of the best. What uh three
0: hundred players in the world. Right. 300, 400, yeah. 300, the world, 400 I, And then to the stay world. and keep, keep holding on to a job as yes. more and more guys come in. You're one of the top
1: 350, 400 players in the world. So to call somebody a bus, I do think we throw that word around a little too loosely. Fans
2: do it all the time, though, like across the board. Like, they're just so comfortable with calling somebody, oh, man, this guy is super trash, or mm-hmm. like just degrading sometimes. Like, I get... Talking about somebody's performance, you know, on the public stage, but some fans go a little bit too far. Like, you know, they're there for a reason. Like, they may have failed or not even failed, just not performed as well as they would have hoped. But they're still in the league,
1: yeah, whatever and, league it is. And and media members, to Kwame's point, you know what I'm saying. So I I do think like sometimes you see the way people tweet about people, talk about athletes. And I'm just like, you know, I don't think you can do a quarter of what this person could do. Also, you talking a little spicy and not going to see that person. Like, I think one of my favorite Stephen A clips is from the early thousands where that I I have saved in my phone like, this man (laughs) is a bona fide scrub. He can't play. I'm sorry. Um, That clip, he's talking about Kwame Brown. Yeah. So I, I think uh, it's I just stuff like that from years and years. I do think I could understand how that would weigh on somebody who probably looks at the bank and like,
0: look, I've, I've done pretty well in my life to be called a scrub for 20 years. He was a bust. When I, hear a, when I hear bust, though, I think of that as a failure by the team. Not so much the play. It's not up to the player where they get picked. Right. It wasn't up to Mitch Trubisky that he got picked second. Right. That's not, that's not Mitch Trubisky's mistake. That's Ryan Pace's mistake at that point. I mean, if Mitch Trubisky had been drafted 20th, people would say, oh, yeah, he's been okay. He's been about what you'd think right. a 20th or 25th pick would be. But
2: to, but to Kwame's credit, I will give him credit. He's never responded to anything. He's been out of the oh. league for a while, and he's never said, you know, I'm tired of y'all calling me. But, like, it only happened when people that he used to be teammates with went on a public platform, and started degrading him. That's the only reason why he responded. Like, people that he said he protected, like Gilbert Arenas, which I, I think I believe those stories. Um, I do believe Gilbert, that. Wilding out in the club, yes. about to be beat up, or about to be in some type of kerfuffle that he was not prepared for, and Kwame <laughs> having to step in on. I firmly believe that. Like Very plausible. Right. And, you know, the stuff about Steven, <laughs> Steven Jackson. Like, I mean, <laughs> with Oak, you know, that's just like <laughs> he's like, I was there when Oak was 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 about to slap you on the regular. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he said this man was crying because Oak was about to slap his ass on the regular.
0: <laughs> that's what Oakley does. He slaps. Listen, yeah, Oak is a known slapper in the league. Yeah.
3: But Uh, that also means something
2: when he's when he when Oak has pointed you out as, oh, I can slap you and there's nothing you can do. (laughs) Like you didn't slap Michael. Oak Oak was about to slap Scotty. Right. Did slap Scotty. That says something about you. If you are deemed slappable by
0: somebody. How bad are you when your thing is slapping people and everybody's fearful of it? We got a lot of things we didn't get to. Uh, um, It seems like everybody we trash on here in basketball comes back to get us. Who we? Yeah. Who did we go after before? Who was? uh, I don't think we went after anybody. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. And then he started lighting it up. Uh, Tony Snell, former Bull, put up the first 50-50-100 season. That means 50% field goals, 50% or better on threes and 100% of his free throws. Minimum 100 attempts. Great season, a lot different than 28 points. And then all zeros after that, 28 minutes, all zeros after that, uh, Udonis Haslam got ejected three minutes into his season debut, which was Mm -hmm. game 70 of 72 for fighting with Dwight Howard, which career would you rather have here? Tony, I'm going to ask Tony, you have Udonis Haslam, 18 seasons, three rings, $65 million team that loves him. They're going to let him come back next year for another two and a half million. If he wants to, uh, or Dwight Howard, 17 seasons, every team you've ever oh, been on honest. seems you're to honest. hate you. Hall of Fame, you know, a lot more money. You're Udinese. Honest. You're honest. Yeah, it isn't it's like it's, a it's, test it's, question. It's,
2: you can elaborate. It's, and it's for reasons that uh, I, I I will have to explain after we record. But Russ probably knows. Yeah, I know. Oh.
1: <laughs> Tony's hilarious uh, I'd also pick UD because I think legacy is really important not only in basketball but what he's done and you know this bro, what he's done for Miami is really yeah. important yeah, like yeah. they're going
0: to retire his number one he's day a symbol they absolutely are not say, he ever stops playing everybody's jerseys I mean, you've, you've never seen no they don't of, oh what because they retired Michael Jordan's jersey <laughs> 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 that's embarrassing it's true also, I think they retired uh, Dan Marino's jersey, too. I I believe they've let players wear those numbers, but the Heat have hung those jerseys from the rafters in their arena. Uh, That's a rare example of loyalty in sports from a team where he took less money when they were putting together the big three so that they could build pieces around it, like Mike Miller, Ray Allen, Shane Battier, whoever else. And they have made good on saying, you can play here as long as you want. Because he's played like max 15 games over the last five years. He barely played for five years and he's, I think, 40 or close to it. And he could come back next year for another two and a half million if he wants. You don't see that very often. Not at all. Uh, Chris Bryant is killing it. Uh, Maybe we should turn everything's fine into a Cubs segment. We should. should Everybody's happy with the Bears now.
1: Yeah, that would be funny because I I think that would be a good everything's fine segment. But for reasons that you and i can't control i don't think
0: that would be a good idea the guy who's tearing it up right now is uh the guy that cubs fans just can't wait to get rid of uh, uh, it's,
1: it's kind of turned it's turned because now it's like oh if he hits our, our guy's
0: back do they love oh, him or oh. do they love what they could get for him in a trade no they they want to
1: extend him now oh. after saying we oh, they've should be come rid around of him for 3 years yeah
0: okay and uh did you hear about the chicago cat chicago cat jumped out of a burning building from the 5th floor Bounced and survived uninjured.
1: Nine we're seen, lives.
0: We're seen later that night trying to get back in the building. That's amazing. Only Chicago.
1: This has been a uh, a solid episode of Sports Adjacent. Uh, I, I know you were you were kind of concerned last week about our performance. You thought we we did not have our greatest performance last week. But I, I think would never
0: we, say that publicly. But yeah,
1: I think we came out shooting this week. Good. Like we came out,
0: we came Tony out. Tony Snell style. But the good Tony Snell.
1: <laughs> um, just just to make sure everybody knows, you know, we talked about Kwame Brown, people getting slapped. We talked about Udonis Haslam at the end. That's great. We talked about uh, our public service announcement to adults that hang out, right, and what you should do. <laughs> like we, we discussed a lot today. And so I think this was a, a good culmination um of topics and, and discussion fun and informative if listen if that's what we do each week i'm gonna be happy Good. for russ dorsey my man that hopefully we we don't never split up <laughs> jason here <Leisure laughs> over money uh for the highest paid employee at, uh, of the podcast Tony i'm okay deal. with it if
0: we do if we, the money gets so high that we break up over some money like that we probably did really well money wise and I can find other friends.
1: well now that I know that, we're gonna be breaking up soon. Um, We will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for
2: listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms.
3: I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.